Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Like What You Like, a music discussion podcast. I'm your host, Blake Corral. Weird thing to say that I'm the host, but I like it. I like doing the podcast. I like talking about music with people. These first two episodes have been really awesome, and listening back to them during the edit has, I mean validated some things in my mind i i'm excited to like re-listen to our conversations and whatever we uncovered through them uh yeah this episode with hunter owen a good friend of mine as we discuss uh he's from the band faint heart so i wanted to give them a plug check them out they've got things on spotify and wherever you get your music good kansas band not many of those in the world so uh, you should you should care about that if you're from Kansas or if you're looking to diversify your bands that you listen to across the nation. Um, yeah, this podcast has been a really nice thing to be thinking about during quarantine. I have uh, gotten a lot of energy focused on it, so I hope to really continue doing that. This is the second one that I've gotten edited and got more coming down the pipe and have new ideas like maybe doing full album discussions in the future if that is with somebody or if it's just me we'll see but uh i really would love to talk about some of the records that i mean i've grown up loving uh i mean i can name a few right now if you care to know let's see i have a whole i have a binder now for the podcast with uh little bit of like scheduling information and now some new ideas uh some of the albums i really want to discuss really want to talk about julian baker in more detail so sprained ankle would be a cool album to to throw together into a podcast it's short too uh obviously want to do some law dispute if you know me i'm obsessed with that band and maybe like remo drive too i don't know i feel like all the other bigger albums in the world like the like the to pimp a butterflies and things have been talked about enough and i don't think i'm smart enough <laughs> at all to to talk about those records in any detail that is worth a damn so yeah also i've thought about like instrumental music because i'm really into instrumental music as well as like more abrasive like noise stuff what a review for that would even sound like because i would want to talk a little bit more in depth than i have people who are coming on the podcast who are receptive to that type of music uh, I just am not sure to what degree I can really express how the music makes me feel just because it is a little bit more of a unique type of genre but yeah I'm rambling on about all that just to say that there are new things coming up and I'm super excited about the podcast and uh, just talking to people with different musical interests than my own and also people who are way into other genres of music that really don't cross my mind or where I don't really even feel very interested into it and that's what's exciting about it to me is that I can get people on the podcast who are um, excited about music and this is a place for that and share some opinions and actually get deep into a discussion about music so i'm really excited for where this is going if that hasn't become abundantly clear and i hope you continue to listen and we'll um, be 
on podcast platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. It feels cool to be able to say that uh, because of Anchor. Um, that's just a resource that is available. And if you want to start your own podcast, I recommend that. It seems pretty easy to use for now. Yeah, I'm learning a lot about mixing and how to noise gate things that need to be noise gated. And this is a learning experience all around, but it's one that I'm I'm really, really um, excited about, damn it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I hope you're doing okay through everything that's going on. If new things have happened that I don't know about, I'm sorry, but if the world has become a flowery utopia, then I'm excited to be there with you and frolic through the flowers. So, yeah. This is Hunter Owen from the band Faint Heart talking about Minus the Bear, Wonderwall by Oasis, and Nobody by Hosier. Three awesome songs, and we, we get down to it. So I'll stop talking, and we'll, we'll play the episode. Roll the clip, me. your question so i was wondering if your format for this you told me to listen to the songs beforehand but i wondered if you would think about actually listening to the song together like right before i mean even though like maybe we'd both heard it if we would both listen to it separately or at the same time right now that Mm -hmm. way it's kind of fresh um especially the human classic because wonderwall is a song i think i know really well um but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, man, I should have listened to that a couple more times because then just having that sonically fresh in my brain. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, it just depends how you feel like your connection to that song is. The Human Classic specifically is a lot to do with the feelings that it brings up, even just the thought of the song, because they're usually songs that are so common that they're just playing around. And maybe you paid attention to it the last time that it was on. Maybe you didn't. So, For sure. Yeah, I th- I think part of the human classic song choice is like it is a song you've heard a thousand times, but part of that is you you probably just stop listening to it very intentionally, you know. After mm-hmm. and we can get into that when the segment like yeah, I'm into when, that when we're there and with the other songs too, similar kind of motivation for what you think is interesting about it and what you jotted down in the moment. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I did this with Austin yesterday and nice. uh, it, it was successful and the conversation is geared with the songs. Not necessarily has to be like germane with the songs. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't need to, sure. we're not going to deep dive and only dive into the music. Um, yeah. Dope. Um, I'm ready when you are. Yeah. Cool. Well, welcome to the next episode of, like what you like with hunter owen i knew of hunter way before i met hunter i worked at a coffee shop in my college town and there were a lot of cool people i worked with some of them were in bands which made them a lot cooler Mm. and so the majority of people in hunter's band faint heart worked with me and 
over two years into working this job, I met Hunter for the first time. And I mean, the rest is history. There is, there's a super long story. There is a very long story. Hunter, you are many things. You're a friend of mine. You, you drum in a band. You like coffee. Mm-hmm. Tell me if I'm missing anything. That's three things. That sounds like many. That sounds that, like many things. It's, it's funny how we, how we quote unquote met because I think like we just had a lot of the same, you know, mutual friends. And I think we definitely knew about each other before we ever really met. And then it, it's just funny to me how we kind of quickly became friends. It's funny how those, those common people just told me a lot about, okay, well, they like this guy. Uh, we'll probably get along. Turns out we did. So when you do, did come we, in, we still do. We still do get along. Oh, uh, we get along just fine, I think, to to present day. When you came into the shop the first time that it was apparent for me to be able to interact with you because I was working that day, and you ordered coffee from me and everything, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like it's now or never with this guy. So, like that's funny because I think I offered you a job. Yeah, and like, so on the spot. you. You you are the reason that I ended up in Chicago ultimately. This is you, true. You're welcome. You, <laughs> I do I, I don't know if I have ever explicitly thanked you, but I'm happy to be here. Let's not let's not do that actually. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't need a super important league into that. <laughs> but I think uh something that I respect about you is that you have a similar range of music tastes as I do. I don't think you have a, a one-track mind when it comes to music. Mm. And we, I think I can show you pretty much anything and you can have an appreciation for it, which is why you're a perfect guest for this podcast. This is why I'm perfect. Yes, go on. This is why you're perfect. And then hyphen, hyphen, guest. Uh, take those in the important order that you will. But Thank you. I'm, we can uh, we can get started. Usually, I start uh, and talk about the song that I brought, and then kind of get your perspective on it. Sure. And we'll we'll discuss from there and find a point to transition. Cool. Uh, today we're talking about Pachuca Sunrise by Minus the Bear, Nobody by Hosier, and Wonderwall by Oasis. Three very different songs by three very different bands. I think we, we wrapped it up all together with Austin and I with queen Gucci high waters, which is a SoundCloud rapper and Julian and Julian Baker. So maybe we can try to synthesize something at the end of this too. Okay. Okay. Perfect. No pressure. (laughs) No pressure. Maybe it'll become apparent, but okay. I'll just start. So Pachuca sunrise by Minus the Bear is a song that is it's kind of old. I let me see. Let me see what it's year it came 2005. out. Two thousand five. I looked yeah, this up. Two thousand five. Um, and it was a song. The first time I heard it, I thought that I had heard it before, and and maybe I had, maybe I hadn't. But the way that the riff and the feeling and the melody of the song is is so catchy to me and. I was listening to it in the car a couple of times in preparation for the episode, and it's got a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, you know, like pop song structure. And the fact that it's so intricate with its guitar parts is really attractive to me. And it also just encapsulates a feeling of just like a tropical island for me. 
it totally yeah. feels like a camera like flying over the ocean onto a beautiful island and the vocals contribute to that the drums the guitar for sure the guitar sticks out the most to me in definitely this. yeah um i also chose this song because in the in the midst of preparing for the episode i was thinking don't pick a sad song for like every episode so th this this <laughs> this song at least encapsulates a feeling of like relaxation or like on a beach and i yeah i love it and i've been learning more about like guitar tones and stuff too which mm. dave knudsen the guitarist for this band uses loop pedals like a like mozart he, he has four loop pedals on his board and he'll loop things live and trigger them and just loop, loop, loop. I'm moving my hand in a circular motion. Good. Yep. That's yeah. international sign for loop. I, yeah. yeah, I think that's, that's interesting. I didn't know that about that guitar player, but suddenly this song makes a lot of sense because there are a lot of guitar layers for sure. And he does all that stuff live too. Cool. Uh, and puts them into the board and it's it's crazy this band is is fueled by dave knudsen and the the vocals are are good too they just sit perfectly just exactly what the song calls for and the lyrics too are talking about being far away from somebody but also in a situation where like it almost seems like problems are melting away in in the story of the song and that's what, I mean, those are all the reasons why this song excites me. Had you heard this song before? So, no, I had not heard this song before. Um, I also hadn't really listened to this band before either. Okay. So, Minus the Bear, did you did you do any more ex exploring or did you stick to this song mostly? Uh, no, I did listen to a couple of other, just of their most popular tracks on Spotify. Um, mm -hmm. Something I did do, which is why uh, I was able to tell you what year the song came out. To me, I just I was really wondering this song specifically what what year it came out. Some of the other of stuff that they had on their you know most played list on Spotify was a little bit older. So I I've, I mean I've heard about this band forever. So I was really curious as to how long they've been a band. Um, this seemed like one of their first really popular releases so i just kind of dove into what what era this band came from and, and the sound of this song specifically yeah and i they're probably adjacent to they're so busy with guitars but they're not abrasive in that way with mm -hmm. like the fall of troy or other bands that are more noodly uh i don't know if i could come up with another one and well <laughs> so it I love that you use the term noodly for guitars. Um, so to me, I started to think about drum tone and guitar tone and just what was happening between those two things. And it very much reminded me of some of the Death Cab for Cutie stuff from that era. It's okay. like not quite emo, but it's, I mean, it's not emo explicitly, but tonally it kind of fit into this weird alternative indie kind of vibe right um, and this is the indie heyday right yes when we're, when yeah, we're talking 2005. 2005 some really great albums with amazing production from bands that aren't on major labels yeah so and when you're talking about death cat for cutie you're talking about chris walla which mm -hmm. is 
the mastermind between b between all the albums that Death Cab for Cutie released until and in the midst of Kintsugi. Yeah. Uh, and we're both huge fans of Death Cab for Cutie, so... We are. Yeah. I was afraid that we might both choose Death Cab and then subsequently <laughs> choose the same song. So I decided to take like a, a huge left turn. Well, I appreciate that because this is a band that I've heard about forever and have not really listened to a ton. From what I was listening to, I wouldn't say that I love anything that I've heard from this band, but I can definitely see why people like this band. It sounds like a lot of other stuff from that era that I like. Um, okay. Tonally, but... And in this song in particular, was there anything more the instrumentation that you were focused on yeah generally speaking when i hear songs for the first time i'm i tend to pay more attention to what's happening on drums and guitar but that's just because i'm a musician and that's kind of my role in music that i've played so um definitely the drums even though the song is from 2005 it sounds like 90s the snare drums a little more open a little ringy um very present in the mix of the song and just the relationship between the guitar and the drums is interesting. It, the guitar tone reminded me of ska music. It gets oh. this little like <laughs> offbeat kind of up, up, up strum thing that I will never unhear that now. I, well, I couldn't either. Um, so, and then the, the, I think it's the bridge. It's like 140, 145 in the song. I, I'm pretty sure it's the bridge. It it very much sounds like an alternative early 2000s song to me. Like when I think guitar tone, it kind of opens up a little bit. Um, it's a little more spacey, a little more airy. It's still, it's uh, I don't know. It's it's a little it's a little dark, a little open. It's just weird. I don't know if I don't know like m sonically, like musically, what's happening with the um with the uh, chord progression in the bridge. But I don't know. Like the bridge is definitely a departure sort of tonally and, and mood from the rest of the song and yeah totally gets very ambient mm. and the twinkliness of the guitar is still like present and that's the genius of the band is that they've i think for me they've encapsulated a lot of the of the main riff into the song and it, it all just feels cohesive to me and they they have a dynamic shift with the with the bridge Yes. where it's it kind of like opens up yeah i think yeah. it's a very unique song for sure um yeah we don't yeah. need to reach any conclusions about it whatever you cool. whatever I, you yeah i i will say that i i mean i i haven't been a huge fan of this band um listening to this song a few more times has made me like this song a lot too and so i think i'm gonna make a point to go back and listen to this band it's interesting to me, I don't know, bands like Death Cab, this band, I mean, I mean, this band's been making music for 15 years, right? This song is 15 years old. And to know that this band has still had recent releases, um, it makes me think about, well, what are they doing musically? What are they doing as a band? These are the kinds of bands and the kind of music I like to study and like to sort of dive into because... You're talking about career musicians, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it just to me to, to hear a band like Death Cab and Minus the Bear, who have spanned a couple of decades in their genre, they're a unique study from a business perspective, from a musical perspective. 
Um, so I think I'm going to go back and listen to a lot of their stuff because to me they come from that same era of other bands I really like. And you know, if they're still putting out music, they're doing something right. And so I want to figure out what it is that that people like. See if I can see if I can see what people like. Yeah. I do want to let you know that they did break up in 2018. Mm, so, okay, I did not know that. But, but they called it quits been... on their own, so it wasn't. I don't Man, think it was. Still, that's still 13 years since this song came out. You know, that's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. Well, cool. That you brought up the ska thing, but I I think I did not think about it in the context of the time that it came out, and mm. and Death Cab and sort of the indie feel of it because. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of details about this band, about where it came from. Uh, the members were in like a mathcore band beforehand. Mm. So this is a big departure for them. So following like the lineage of early mathcore, you get to minus the bear. And that kind of seemed like the end for me. Interesting. But, but it also blossoms out in its own way because the band reached such great heights. Not to make a, a gibbered pun, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Well, I think we I think we we got Pachuca Sunrise. Uh you wanna move into Nobody by Hosier? Hosier. Hosier um, Hosier? He's Irish? I don't know. I don't I've always known him as Hosier. Um but Hosier is hilarious. That's like a hybrid. So I like though. it too. Yeah. Um man, there's so many things I could say about about my perspective of Hosier as an artist. Um, I first heard him when I was working at my job in college and that song Take Me to Church came out, which was all over the radio. That's why I heard it so many times. And I thought this song was cool. Now it's overplayed. And I, I kind of wrote wrote off Hosier as an artist. Um, and then I heard a couple of other songs off of that very same record and it really changed my perspective of hosier so um that first record that he put out with take me to church it's an absolute banger there's so many cool songs it goes from like folk americana to like blues um and blues rock very cool um this song nobody is off of his latest release and it has a lot of the same sort of there's there aren't many songs on this record that that sound totally the same to me this song nobody it's got this sort of drum beat that loops throughout i mean basically the whole song right um yeah vocally he has an incredibly unique voice um he sits in this range and the melodies are just amazing. Um, lyrically, I mean, it's hard for me to tell what this song is about. He talks about warming his hands on a Maserati, and I'm like, does this dude have a gambling addiction or what? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, this song just, it grooves really hard, and it's fun and upbeat, and I think that is uh, some of my favorite stuff from him as an artist has the same kind of tone. Yeah, I you sent me this and I the way it starts is a drum groove. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this nobody else chose this song. It was definitely it was definitely Hunter. Not to say that mm. drums are the only thing you care about in the song. It's a great song overall, 
do you have anything else to like preface it with? I I totally enjoyed the song and Hosier, I mean Hosier or whoever, <laughs> has, the sa- has the same relevance to me as it, I mean, was brought into my life through like Take Me to Church. So Sure. Yeah. I mean it is I mean it is a little poppy. It's a, like a little upbeat, I think. I don't know. I like unique songs and I like I think this song is a, a unique song for him as an artist. I think it's a it's a I think he sits in a really weird place among the zeitgeist. I mean, it's like that, that Take Me to Church song was all over radio, alt radio, pop radio. His new stuff hasn't been as much as, at least that I'm aware of. And um, I don't know. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. So, yeah. So the drum groove, like right off the top. And for me, Hoser, like, I like Take Me to Church and I like that first record. I listened to that today in preparation for the podcast and he's blues. He's got so much soul. Like he sings yeah. so like all of, all of his lyrics and all of the ways that he's like inflects on vocals just so like connected to him. I don't feel like he's a popular artist who has a team of writers or if he does like he just has this very soulful way of singing it. So I just believe him so much when he's singing. Sure. And uh, this song especially has so many different parts where he's inflecting differently or he's uh, like yelling or singing softer. And yeah, it's, it's really awesome. And it rocks pretty hard in like near the end of the song too. And I watched a live video of him and his band and they're so tight and blues and and soulful music like this i think of nathaniel rateliff too just those musicians are keyed in and they're pros and because the people backing him are probably session musicians because he's a yeah. he's a solo artist i i really enjoy the energy and i think that if this song was about me like if he was singing the song about me i would i'm totally like into to Marion Hosier. Oh, know? definitely. Um, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I looked up the lyrics because he's got a he's got a way of telling a story with songs that, especially this one, that's not super pointed at anything in particular. I just I don't know. He's got some he's got some lyrical writing qualities that um, are a little ambiguous. Um, just some of the lyrics in this are interesting and fun um i've been fed gold by sweet fools in abu dhabi um you know a lyric about warming his hands on a burning maserati and and then how he's i've had no love like your love so it's like he's he's seen things he's done things and you know one of the things he appreciates the most is a person or love from someone it's just man such a such a fun tune and I, one of the lines that I wrote down was, I, would, I wouldn't fall for someone who couldn't misbehave. Yeah. Uh, I think that line encapsulates a lot of, I mean, like acceptance of somebody. And this song's obviously about missing somebody too and not ever like feeling this way about a person before. And he, he says one thing about like, if I had to choose between the crowd and like at my concerts and stuff and you 
I would choose like the person in the bed and then goes into like another chorus. So I think there's, there's definitely, cause he's on the road in the narrative of the song. And then he's talking about like, I just want to like love this person cause they are so exciting to me. Definitely. I, I really enjoyed the song. I mean, I connected to it after a few listens and was driven to watch like live performances of it. So good choice. Yeah. He also, there's also a lyric. He says, if I had the choice between here and Illinois, it's, it's just, it's also funny because well, we live in Chicago. So that made me think he was from Illinois or something, or maybe this girl that he, <laughs> yeah, maybe he was, uh, with someone from, from the Chicago land area. And, that's reppin', and that's why that's why that's we live true. here. Is that's to why be, we live here to associated. be in a hosier song. Awesome. I mean, do you have anything more to more to say? I mean, I my the only thing I can say about hosier is that um, give him a chance, give his records a chance. Um, super tasteful, um, unique to me. Um, killer, killer tunes, man. I think very underrated, definitely. I totally second that. One more thing. He, he's he got a cover of, um, what is the TLC song? Um, Say My Name. It's not TLC. It's, um, <laughs> it's, um, it's the Beyonce. What was Beyonce? And don't, just hold on. Say my name, say my name. Is it that song? Yes, it is that song. It's Destiny's Child. Good Lord, not TLC. Sorry. Different decade. Um, so say my name, Destiny's Child. Um, he did like uh, recorded at Spotify, like live studio. It's amazing. It's so much better than that song originally. Um, it's like this soulful kind of gospely bluesy song. That cover is amazing. Just listen to everything he does because it's great. His buttery voice could go on anything. Indeed. Awesome. Well, we can uh, move over to the piece de resistance. By Oasis Wonderwall. If if you're if you're feeling ready to step up to the plate, um, let's do it. Let's do some Oasis. Oasis. This song has been, I think, in every guitarist's life since the dawn of time, or since the song was created. Every sensitive college guy playing a guitar in the middle of a party. Maybe more recent when the song came out, but. I have definitely unironically played this song. Definitely. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, it sucks for me because I really like this song, but it is a meme. Uh, why is that so bad? <laughs> What's that? that means more people get to experience the song, but in a different way. That, I don't know. I'm just that's to play true. This off. It takes. It takes. It just takes some away from the genuine aspects of it is what I think a meme, a meme does to a song like all star. If we want to go way mm. down the rabbit hole, I think it's got some good lyrics. I'm sure. tired of, I'm tired of the song now. I'm, I'm tired of wonder wall too, but there with listening back to it. It's, it's undeniably a good song for me. I think absolutely. I think the lyrics in the song are amazing. Um, the melodies in the song are amazing. The, the lyric that sticks out to me is, uh, there are many things I would like to say to you, but I don't know how. And 
it's it's so simple. None of those words are complex. It's sure. it, but it gets a feeling and packs it up into a sentence, and and throws it out there. It's such, and that's why I think every sensitive dude sings it at a song, and maybe it gets a response is because it's such. All the lyrics are about winding roads and feeling sort of lost, but kind of having power in a person or something. Yeah. Yeah. My, this is going to sound very uh, drummer centric of me, but my, I think it's very interesting how the drums come into this song because he says backbeat. The word was on the street that the fire in your heart is out. And that's when the drums kick in. And it's so it, to me, that's such an interesting choice musically because the song starts out, it is very lyrically driven and very lyric focused, right? Very song focused. And to, bring, to make the drums kick in on a lyric like that, on, on, even though like, the only thing you've heard in the song so far is the lyric, is the vocal, you're, you're paying attention to what the message is of the song drums kick in the bass kicks in and it, and it just grooves just a little bit harder and to me it just makes this song so catchy i think that's part of what makes it a classic it's such a great song mm-hmm. it's such it's, an incredibly fun like i don't know it's, it's just captivating all the pieces do something i i was reading on the wikipedia article about it because this song is so huge it's a human classic as i say and it's got it's got its own page with with other links rather than personnel on it. It has a story associated with it because it's so huge. The they call it brick walling, and I assume that's from Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. The the layering of the song, it I think each element is is layered on top of each other until it's just so big. And I I think the stair stepping of that and maybe why it's called brick walling it builds you into it, right? You're sucked mm-hmm. into the, I mean, he coughs at the beginning, which is, I mean, do you remember hearing that? I, I certainly do not. Oh, okay. So in the in the Spotify version that I listened to, he coughs like right at the beginning into like a really reverby mic. And then it goes into the guitar. And then I, I don't remember what's next. It's probably the drums. And then the bass is pretty busy in this song too. And just like each layer comes together. Yeah. And then when when those things drop out, when it goes back to just the acoustic guitar, like we're even more captivated by that. And there's even strings in this song, I think, and maybe even piano. Yeah, there's, a ch- there's like a cello in the background that comes in. Um, yeah, yeah, the layers, man. It, it's so interesting. It just, the way it builds, it, it, to me, it helps build the tension of what he's saying and or the intention of what he's saying um yeah keys is just i can't even think about how this song man i I wish i almost wish that like we could listen to it right now because i think i think that when people think about this song they think about these really these lyrics that they think is cheesy or a message of a song that is really cheesy which i guess i can understand but i just i think this song it it is appreciated enough to become a meme but maybe underappreciated with how sonically great of a song it is with how lyrically great of a song it is that's precisely where i where i sit 
in in the dilemma of like ever bringing it up in a conversation in a repertoire of songs that I will just forever know on the guitar. We we've talked a lot about the music. Is is there anything apart from I mean, just Wonderwall as something that has been played or that you've been around that sticks out to you in in your memory or maybe the first time you heard this song because i i remember the first time i heard it oh man the first time i heard the song i don't i no it's i it's, to me the song has just always existed in my brain like like as far back as i can remember i've known like the way the song starts at least you know uh-huh. yeah it's it's one of those songs you know <laughs> yeah uh, I mean this song I mean this song came out in 95 and I was born in 93. I mean so this song has literally existed as long as I've been alive basically. Um and I feel like I've heard it on you know a radio station as young as I can remember listening to the radio. Wow. Pro- probably. I had never heard I at least I don't remember ever hearing the song until the talent show at my high school. Uh this kid named Colin Sweeney. He was the new kid at our school and all the girls loved him. He was like, he was from Connecticut and oh, just, just swooning. These, these women were, and, uh, he gets up on stage and I, I think he might've played a Bob Marley song first. So he played two songs and then he played Wonderwall. And I was like, this guy is cool <laughs> like, because because this is the first time that I ever heard Wonderwall. And I was like, he totally like pulled a great song out and played it for everybody. And everybody, of course, went ballistic. Right. So that's funny. Yeah. Uh, this was the same talent show that me and my band played. We we oh, yeah. rocked the audience. We opened the talent show with our metal band. <laughs> Dude, what, so- what song did you play? Well, we played two of our own. Uh, one was called Overcome, and the Bold. other one was called Blind of the World. And Bold our move. Our name at the time was Alpha Male Jackhammer. Alpha Male Jackhammer. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Man, to yeah. open your high school talent show with your metal band, already risky, but to do it with two original songs is... I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what else you were going to play. I mean, what's the most well-known metal song? I don't know, something by Metallica. Yeah, something by Metallica, but I can't sing. So it was just me screaming up there. I think they wanted to get it out of the way. They wanted to get my band out of the way. Yeah, you guys can play your, your devil worship music right yeah. up front. People, people like were rocking out. So that's like my friends in the back row. And then I think teachers like told them to sit down or something, but... Yeah. Oh man, I almost the got first... a mosh pit going. Good thing you didn't tear apart that that auditorium. Been metal at you. Metal is the worst thing to play to a seated audience. You know what, man? I think any music is most music is terrible to play to a seated audience. I've I've played music for coming on a decade now. I mean, I don't like seated audiences in general. I think no matter what I've played. You heard it here first. We're gonna we're gonna tear down all the seating at every arena. Everybody's gonna be standing for Yo Yo Ma from now on. Look, bro, if you're at a symphony and you're not standing up throwing horns, I just I don't want to play. You yeah, know, not playing. So we talked about uh, Pachuca Sunrise by Minus the Bear, Nobody by Hosier, and Wonderwall by Oasis. Is there is there a through line for you 
Is there is there something? I I mean I think that if you were to listen to all three of these songs back to back in the order that they were released, I think it would tell you a lot about like um, the influence of a decade and how how different music can get, how how different music has become. Um, three, I mean these songs, I mean. Nobody came out in 2018 or 2019, maybe? 2018, end of 2018. Um, talking three different decades that span, you know, 30 years. I think uh, they're all very different artists, very different songs, very different careers. Um, I don't know. I think, uh, I think it tells a bit of a story about music since the 90s. Yeah, yeah definitely in the alternative. If I mean, if yeah. we class all of these artists, sure. definitely not the peak of popularity definitely not something with something with an audience for sure yeah. for well, sure and if if you hate any one of these songs you can uh, kick rocks kick rocks because we like these songs That's even right. if they're super popular well hunter you you've done the podcast thank you very done much it. yeah bro uh, for discussing these three songs and and taking a taking a chance on some new music too you know, that's what I really appreciate about our friendship is that uh, I get a chance to listen to and talk about new music. So even if we'll it's keep... even if it's 15 years old, it's still new to me. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep that going on off mic. But uh, yeah, that's the that's the episode for now. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks again, Hunter. Mm-hmm.